We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2 and he's... From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. What is up, guys? Hope you're all doing well. Before we get started, we just want to say we're excited to share an exclusive trailer with all of you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, the stories of soccer legends, narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly. Each Monday, two new episodes will take a look into some of the soccer's biggest stars and the moments that defined their careers. From Holland, Zlatan, Messi, Rapino, and way more, each episode will focus in on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So stay tuned after the episode and listen to Golden Goal, Story of Soccer Legends, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, let's start the episode. Howdy there, folks. What's up, Zay? Welcome back to Esports Rewind <sighs> Podcast. A no-free advertisement. Not Zan. at all. Unnamed energy drink brand. <laughs> I'll, you can leave yours. I'll put mine on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I don't think my logo is visible or anything. <laughs> There's a reason I need one of these today, Jake. Unfortunately, like Dude, really, I'm struggling right now. <laughs> I was just gonna say this is the most. This is when I just laughed there. That was the first time I've laughed probably in the last four days. It's been. Mm. I I know we joke about it. It's been a crazy and insane time. And uh, well, before we get started. We just want to reiterate, uh, we've been saying a lot in videos and posts as well. We hope you guys are doing well, mm. staying healthy, checking out after each other. Uh, it just, 
kind of unimaginable times. Yeah, absolutely. It's rough for literally everybody right now. I mean, not to mention the general pandemic situation going on. It's just like aside everything. from that, even it's, everything. Uh, it's been know. an insane world. Hopefully, you know, we can bring you guys some some content here on the mm. channel, maybe brighten your day uh, at least a little bit. But you ready to roll? Yeah, let's hit it. Let's go. All right, let's start with the happy one before anything takes um, uh, an unexpected downturn. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's going to be with what started, you know, what sparked all these crazy, crazy events in lighter news out there, which is crazy to say this is lighter news as thousands of people were affected by this, that being the shutdown of Mixer. Now, this is actually brought to us by latest impulsive podcast, Logan Paul. Ooh, what? He's got some thoughts on Mixer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and his partner, Mike, I, I can never uh, pronounce Mike's last name, but they brought to light a great point because they were talking about Tifu. And so it kind of sparked a point. I will definitely have a video on this on the channel as well, but always curious uh -huh. of your insights. And yes, this is a crazy instance where thousands of Mixer partners, some of which will be going to Facebook, others of which will be going to Twitch and some will be losing their jobs heavily impacted by this loss. Ninja and Shroud at the point of his recording still nowhere to be found. It was brought to light in this podcast though and the question was asked, revolving around they brought up Tifu because they have, you know, they brought brought up FaZe Clan and so forth. The question is though, could Mixer have survived with a different batch of streamers? No. And I, uh, <laughs> I figured that answer was coming. If you could yeah. elaborate, uh, I think I definitely yeah. lean towards the same exact answer. Mm. And it kind of, but it does make you think though, if, 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 who, who would have been the one to make, maybe make that shift? I think it's a valid question to ask, definitely. But I think if you look at the reason that Mixer fell apart, at the end of the day, it came down to issues with the platform and with the staff, you know? I mean, we've heard time and time again, we've reported on it on the channel about low morale over there, just bad management all around. Mm -hmm. And it really seemed like Microsoft wasn't doing too much to help them out, especially towards the end. We kept saying that they should get, have some kind of partnership going on with, with Xbox and Game Pass. That never materialized. Yep. They never had any kind of cross promotion with Microsoft really like Microsoft barely pushed it even for like their own announcements and events. And then you add yeah. the pandemic, the lack mm. of advertisement that fell through because of that. I think you bring a great point to the table which a lot of people probably would agree with. That being the platform at first when it first launched, Mixer was like high quality streams. Yeah, absolutely but we lack VODs and a clipping system and mm. people are abusing the Spark system and then to mention all the things you had with the staff. And of course, we've also had, even most recently within 24 hours of the platform being shut down, we had a racism case being brought against them. That wasn't gonna do any good. There are a slew of issues that really cost this platform. So maybe that makes you think, can a different platform like Facebook gaming, buy big streamers and make it work? You know what? I actually have a topic about that coming up. You know, it's so a little tease, a little, okay, little so tease. I won't, I yeah, won't we'll get into that. Much. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave yeah. you on one question, you uh -huh. guys as well. If you could sign two different streamers besides Ninja and Shroud, or maybe I'll even give you three, whatever you want to choose, who, who do you think maybe had a better chance, given a better platform, mm -hmm. to make this move? Okay, I'd go for some more esoteric streamers with really, really dedicated communities. Esoteric, wow, yeah. okay. Well. Yeah, yeah, you know, people that you don't think of, they're not necessarily top of mind, still big names, right? Okay. I would think the people with like really, really, truly dedicated fan bases because there's not other content creators like them out there, that's the core thing. I think there's other people like Ninja and like Shroud simply because Ninja and Shroud are so popular that a lot of like, you know, copycats and similar types have popped up over the years. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to switch to somebody similar and just be totally fine, right? Yeah. Um, however, if you get somebody, let's say like a Maximilian dude from the FGC, that's a guy that people will stand with and stand by wherever he goes because that is the only guy like him that makes his type of content, really. Yeah. So I think if they could get people like that. Or enough of those people. Yeah, enough of those people. Okay. 
I think that would really do wonders to bolster a platform. But I do think at the end of the day, it's not about big streamers. It's about volume of smaller streamers. Now. Plus a platform that offers yeah. something unique. Obviously, yeah. That, that, that being like the minimum requirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good platform. <laughs> so I'll bounce off that very briefly. I'll say you need unique characters. And mm. I think my top two would have been, or again, there's so many to choose from. I would have gone for like a, a Tifu because he's so brash and in his own personality and brand with the whole phase controversy. Mm. Maybe a guy like him, more so given the recent time this is ironic i would have chosen a guy like dr disrespect because he is unique he is entertaining he brings a next level of entertainment that you would you're probably maybe more willing to switch over to and try a new platform the for. production value is definitely there yeah so yeah. that would be a, something i would look for again i think we can both agree that would not be enough we're going to find out though if facebook takes the same angle Okay, guys, so this is a rough one to talk about. It's basically impossible to cover in one go just because of the sheer volume of stories to talk about in this context. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how the FGC has basically imploded over the past week or two, uh, as we have several high-level members of the community, pro players, tournament organizers, and more accused of serious sexual misconduct, and it is genuinely horrifying, uh, especially in the Smash community, as we once again have Captain Zack some of you might remember him from the situation with Ally, where he was exposed to being in a relationship with him while Ally was 29 and Captain Zack was 16 at the time, as well as uh, match fixing. He recently, uh, or just earlier this morning, uh, as, of, as of time of recording, exposed one of the, oh, I'd say formerly second best Smash player in the world, Nairo, formerly of NRG, of being in a sexual relationship with him while Nairo was 20 and Captain Zack was 15, which... Those numbers uh, just on their own are, you mm -hmm. know, they tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. But when you go dive deeper into the story, it turns out that Nairo indeed bribed Captain Zack after these uh, encounters to keep it all quiet, which led to uh, years and years of Captain Zack keeping it on the down low before he finally revealed everything. And as of this morning, Nairo has been dropped by NRG. He's basically been blacklisted by the uh, FGC. And he's formally apologized. And thankfully, he just owned up to what he did and will be gone. Uh, aside from that, though, we also have Mr. Wizard, who is the director of EVO. He was accused of paying children to remove their clothes as well as show their genitalia. Uh, it's worth noting that these are allegations at this time, not confirmed, although he has been suspended, uh, placed on an administrative leave, rather, by EVO. And we don't know what's become of that at this time. However, orgs have already started to drop out of EVO uh, in response to these allegations. Uh, we also have so many other players like Keitaro and D1 and Gimmer also accused of a variety of things, not to mention Senpai, who once, and once again, yet another older person getting involved sexually with a minor. And I don't know, Jake, I don't know what there is to say about all this. It is just, it's heartbreaking. Genuinely, like I, I saw all this this morning, and I was just crushed. Yeah, um, especially in light of everything else going on, uh, you just you didn't really know if, if you know you could pile more stuff onto it. Yeah. It seems like day in and day out we somehow have other things popping up. And I obviously people of the, of the podcast and anyone else who knows you knows you are that is your scene, right? That's yeah. what you're the biggest fan of when it comes time for gaming and esports. I can't really speak to how you feel about this, but I can I can speak to the fact of how fact of how distraught. I imagine you are mm -hmm. if this were to be any other scene out there. And I, I know how you feel, at least to a degree, because we have seen this already when it comes time for Twitch streamers, gaming entertainment so far, other esports figures. And I, I don't know if we're done yet. Um, just this morning, we're, we're hearing other allegations from different esports scenes out there, which are only allegations right now. I don't know if there's any words we can really say. It just, um, 
Yeah, uh, it, it sucks. It really does. Yeah, it is, it is genuinely depressing. I know this weekend I'm just gonna stay inside quietly and read or something. I'm gonna like just not not online. I'm chilling on that. Yeah. I uh, do think it is it is an important time to remember that not everybody is bad. Uh, I do think it's important to highlight that at its best, I think the FGC is one of the most supportive and inclusive communities in gaming. There's a reason that like you know it is the fighting game community uh, where other games don't really have that like you know unity in the same way. Like there's no first-person shooter community, really, you know, not at the end of the day. So, I mean, it's, I think it's about time that a lot of these people were removed from the scene because people have known about these things for years, and hopefully we come out the other side stronger for it, but who knows. Yeah, uh, just our thoughts go out to everyone out there. Mm -hmm. um, if anyone was impacted, obviously a lot of a lot of stories continue to happen, guys, and uh, we'll keep posting you all and letting you all be informed about all this stuff. But just know it's it's definitely tough to talk about. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, as we usually say, we just you learn, you grow from these things, and, and um, we'll see where we go from here. Before next topic, guys, a quick word about BetOnline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, esports, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your wagering experts. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, I'm going to try to ramp the energy up just a little yes, bit. Yes. Uh, talk about back. something I am excited about, something I'm looking forward to, and what will be huge news for probably the next several years. Uh, I want to talk about Tencent, of course. Let's go. The kings of gaming, the empire of <laughs> game. I mean, really, they are. They have their own gaming yes, empire no over in China. It. Like, if I think, yeah. People who watch the podcast, mm -hmm. avid viewers, you know, we fear them, we love them, Tencent. Yeah, owners of Riot Games, just by the way, just so you know what kind of context they're operating in. They're in big dogs. You don't know, yes. Yeah, they big have dogs. hands on everybody. They even have partial ownership of us. That's not true. <laughs> I just lied. I would not be surprised, <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> if somehow, if we got a call one day that from Tencent, it's like, yeah, we actually own like 5% of esports talk. Like, it what? Like, when it would that be a majority hold. It'd yeah, be something. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, out of nowhere. <laughs> Either way, what do they got their hands on <sighs> now? What are a they, lot. What are they trickling into? A lot. Okay, so Tencent is making, they've announced they're making their move into the US. It's time. They're they're doing it. Whoop, whoop. We knew it was coming. I said it was coming a while ago on the podcast, and now it's here, and it's a big push. Yeah, people don't give you enough credit. He's yeah. been he's been preaching this for a long, long time. So please mm -hmm. continue. Yep, I'm so excited for it. They've announced their very first uh, completely Tencent owned from started from the ground up U.S. game development studio that will be making AAA video games uh, over over in California, I believe. They are called. Let me get the official name. Lightspeed. And they've shown their first tech demo of a game called Sin. It's looking like an open world first person shooter, which looks phenomenal graphically. Mm. And that's gonna be big. We don't have too many details on that. But the bigger piece of news is the announcement of their new streaming platform, Trovo, which, you know, originally I thought they or they they had said that they were going to bring Huya over to the States. It seems they've decided against that. It's Huya and Do You, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They own which is wild when you think of it. I think Tencent owns a hundred percent of Do You and like has majority hold of Huya. 
yeah. or vice versa, one of the one one way or the other. And they're two of the biggest platforms across the sea. Yeah, this is like a company owned both Twitch and, and YouTube yes. gaming. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like ah, it, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Just I mean, put in perspective though, it, yeah, that's how right? crazy this is. So mm -hmm. uh, continue. Sorry. Yeah, and so Trovo just launched back. Uh, well, actually, it is July right now. Yeah, I was about to say back in July. <laughs> These days are all uh -huh. together. Yeah, it's nuts. And uh, I mean, technically, it was already available. They just weren't you know doing much with it. They essentially just got the site off the ground. Mm -hmm. And at launch, people didn't think too much of it because it kind of does look like a Twitch ripoff, uh, just Twitch with a different color scheme. And obviously not many people are using it since it was just like revealed and they did, haven't done a big announcement or anything. And this is nothing like Mixer, which surprise, yeah. surprise, was around for at least a few years before Ninja and Shroud. People kind of forget that. This mm. is a ground up. Right? Ground up, completely started from scratch. So you can imagine how tough it's going to be to get some traction going. Yeah, unless. but they haven't even tried and they, they just revealed how they're going to really like kill the scene like and I think this is like I saw I heard this announcement I was like this is what I'm saying Tencent is genius I love Ten I loved hearing Tencent talk from you honestly so right. please keep us all informed let me tell you about the Trovo 500 so you know how <laughs> <laughs> you know how Mixer their decision was okay we're gonna give Ninja and Shroud you know we're gonna give them the bag mm -hmm. we think Ninja and Shroud will bring people to our platform right mm -hmm. obviously didn't work Tencent literally took aim at that and was like, okay, you know that 30 million that Ninja allegedly got? We're taking 30 million dollars and we're investing it into every single creator on our platform. So if you're big, small, whatever, Tencent is paying you extra to be on their platform in stream based on the amount of watch time you can generate as well as the amount of followers you bring to the platform, which just those two factors alone being factored into whether or not you get paid extra is it's, genius. It's genius. Right? Why would you not like just say, hey, you got to hit these certain milestones before you pay, pay you guys like all this money, right? Mm. And they're doing it with the entire community. So everybody has a shot to earn this money. Do we know like, a, do we know logistics that it, we know general logistics? I'm going to give you a very brief overview of how it works. Um, so a streamer basically has to hit a certain amount of watch time to qualify okay. of 400 hours minimum, which that's not a lot. That's not that. much. Yeah. And no. they basically just have to have, I believe it's uh, one hour of streaming for like six days or something like that, like one hour minimum to qualify. And after that, that you can start getting paid a bunch extra. At the base level, you can get uh, a base incentive of $600 if you accrue 400 hours of watch time. You just get hey, extra 600 in your pocket. Nice. If you make it up to uh, you know 4,200 hours, you get an extra $4,200. Whoo! Not to mention, for top streamers and people who bring in the most followers, you also get a bonus on top of that every single month. The bonus goes up to $840 at that $4,200 level. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very. So definitely not going to be maybe enticing like the top, top dogs. Yeah. But definitely going for those medium-sized streamers that... Absolutely. I think this is going to be the platform that once all the, a lot of people leaving Mixer hear about, they're going to be like, oh, why would I not go to Trovo? Yeah. Because if you can bring your community over and start from the ground up, Trovo has already said, hey, we want to highlight you know, mid, mid to small to mid-tier streamers. Yeah. And that's what people have been asking for forever. Like, hey, we know Tim the Tap Man is cool. Highlight somebody else every now and again, right? Yeah, and yeah. Trovo has been like, hey, 
That's what we're doing from day one. I'm just curious how this all, because I, I obviously from a streamer perspective, they probably mm -hmm. know the hours watched and the incentives better than we do when it comes time for comparing what we heard mm -hmm. was Facebook offering $2,500. Um, I believe that's for, I want to say 90 days. It yeah, was, something like that. Um, it was initial deal with other obligations as well. They only offered it, I imagine not to every Mixer partnered streamer, but I, I wonder, I'm curious what they would do compared to that with, with this package as well. Um, and I'm really curious the crossover of those Mixer streamers and their and their uh, followings, how well it would transition to Trovo mm -hmm. as compared to Facebook, because one might think that would be pretty comparable with with Facebook's history, yeah, definitely. with mm -hmm. Facebook and the way they are seen. We're already seeing a lot of those Mixer streamers not wanting to take that 2,500 from Facebook because yes, it yes. does lock them in for that 90 days. Mm -hmm. I, I looked at Trovo. Trovo has no like requirement like that. It's just like, hey, be around, be streaming, be active, gain followers, and you're in there. And not to mention, once again, Trovo does own Riot. And Riot has been making some weird moves with how they're choosing to have streams and drops work. Oh, yes. You know, like their drops are only allowed on the uh, League of Legends website. I forgot. They have so many. Tencent has so many ties. You, this platform mm. could go a lot of directions with the way yeah. it markets itself. Yeah. So I mean, it'd be super easy for them to be like, hey, you know, Riot. So uh, League of Legends esports drops now on Trovo only. Let's go. Easy. That'd be Easy. weird though. I don't yeah. know. Weirder than League of Legends esports only doing drops on lolesports.com. Okay, yeah, of yeah. similar nature. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting though to see exactly how this platform does build Absolutely. because now we have a comparison of a platform that is going from ground up as compared to others like that have already been here for such a, an established time. Mm -hmm. And so judging that traction is kind of hard. Um, yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to predict how this will work. But I will have to say, Tencent doesn't miss. When they swing big like this, they have yet to have like stumbled even slightly. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. Now, Tencent Titans guys, what is this? Their third streaming platform? Yeah, they, maybe, maybe. I think they might be tied to they another one. Know I think I think there's another one in China that they probably, have ties to yeah, as well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see with those ones seeing great success, how they can mm. transition over to the rest of the world. And uh, if people start using Trovo, is Trovo the new mixer? Wait, I, you probably <laughs> don't want to be the... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll say Trovo is not the new mixer because it's not going to fail. We'll say that. Bold statement Bold of the statements. day. I'm making that prediction. We'll, we'll check back <laughs> in a few months. And this last one, guys, uh, at the point of us recording, has just come out, so we feel the need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, as if the week couldn't get any worse, any more sad, uh, we were made aware this morning of the passing away of Twitch streamer, former um, gamer pro um, out there as well, that being wreckful, and um, a shock to thousands if not more than that people out there twitter just flooded with the kind words of his passing um taking his own life as well instances before all of this guys by the way passing away at the age of just 31 years old um apparently taking his own life after what was a, a very clear and public struggle with mental health mm. he has spoken of these instances in the past several times um amongst other tweets uh in recent recent moments as well that led up to these moments and uh not really sure how to how to take this one in um or or what we can really say to you guys mm. either during these moments it's definitely it's been a i would say zan it's been a really big learning experience for us here absolutely um being a news outlet having to break this kind of stuff down yeah even just tweeting about it i was going back and forth about how do we even approach this respectfully while still trying to convey to people that hey you know it is a good time to remember to you need to take care of yourselves. You know, you need to, your mental health is crucial and very, 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 very important. Like, I don't know if we can stress that enough. You need to 
be kind to those around you, be supportive of those around you, you know, always, always ask for help if and when you need it. Yeah. Reach out to those you care for, reach out to those around you as well. You never know mm. what people are going through. Um, in this case in particular with, with everything we've been, uh, having to touch on in the past few weeks as well. We, we have other ongoing cases that just kind of make this um, all the more, I, I don't know, it, it hits in a very, very different mm. way. And I'm not really sure yet how to, how to word, like you said, how to, how to word my response as well. We've had other instances to bring to light as well. We, we've, we've talked about a phase clan member, Rain, who is clearly going through struggles. Um, a lot of people referencing this situation for what happened uh, just over a year ago, that mm -hmm. being the passing away of Etika. Right. And I think it's a clear sign that you never know what people are going through. And it, it's even more shocking to people out there to see successful people go through this kind of stuff. Um, so I'm not really sure how to word this, guys, and I apologize for that. But just make sure you're taking care of not only yourself, but the people around you um, and care for those around you as well. Kind of in that same point, I think this is an excellent time to thank our audience for being kind and respectful. I will say that for the most part, most of our audience is like really, really cool people. You know, it's whenever something comes up like this, we don't really get a ton of like spam, hate comments. Mm -hmm. It is just people being respectful Genuinely towards the caring family. People. Yeah, it's so, absolutely. so refreshing to see. I'm glad you brought mm -hmm. that point up. Um, I think we're really blessed to have you guys in our community. I think we're really blessed to have you guys to be able to respect these kind of mm -hmm. situations. So again, thank you for, for mentioning that. Yeah. I don't know where we go from here, guys, but thought we'd touch on that very briefly. Absolutely. And as per usual, uh, we know it was a bit of um, a different episode this week. Again, we really do appreciate all of you guys watching. Really do care about you guys. Uh, thank you for all the great comments and support as of late. Uh, all of you guys who reach out via DMs. Uh, yeah. It's just been outstanding. So thank you guys very much. We hope you all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Same time, same day, every single week. Zan, why don't you give it to them? Yeah, you know, as always, guys, uh, thank you so much, so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate all the love and support we've got recently, especially with the way the channel has grown and just the platform overall. So first of all, thank you guys for that. Um, you know, if you want to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast, that's us, by the way, uh, <laughs> on the go, on your phone, on your favorite podcast platform of choice, you can find us on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, alongside a lot of other great, fantastic podcasts. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Hard Reads, especially. They're an FGC podcast as part of the network. They are covering the smash situation, what's going on in the FGC, a little bit more in depth if you want more detail. Um, aside from that... Thank you everyone who reaches out with stories or kind words on in the comments, social media, uh, email even. Uh, if you'd like to reach out anytime, you can find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports or on Instagram at esports under, underscore talk. Um, you know, I'll give them an email, a quick shout out to uh, media at esportstalk.com. Yeah. As well as, you know, daily esports news content you can always find at esports talk on YouTube as well as esportstalk.com. Um, once again, thank you all. Uh, we hope you're doing well. We hope you have a, a good week by the time this is airing. And hopefully the stories that we're talking about next episode are, are slightly lighter hearted. Hopefully so. Until next time, guys, take care of yourselves. All right, gamers. We'll see you guys back here next time.